Welcome to Six Again, your go-to rugby league podcast with hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Mooton. Let's kick off. Hey guys, welcome into the Six Again podcast. Um, bit of a surprise on the start tonight. Adam's got promoted at work and Nick is too busy for our loyal fans. Nah, he's got stuff on. So tonight we've got young Kieran, looking young as always. How you going, mate? Two best ring-ins. Hey, yeah. And then going? Glad we've to got get third call up. We've got the Beatle. The hey guys, Beatle. He's, he's on here. Where, where are you, Canberra? He's in Canberra. And he's just bought. He's just moved into his new apartment down there. Um, how's it going down there, mate? It's pretty cold. No, it's not too bad tonight. Actually, it's only thirteen degrees. So, yeah, right. Pretty warm. Pretty warm and, for a Canberra. <laughs> and hey. Kieran's in his kitchen um, because he recently moved into one of the nicest houses. We've seen it, but it's a bit smaller than usual. So, how, how, how's it down where we, Logan, mate? Where are you now? What? Where are you? Lota. Where? Bayside. Lota. Over yeah, in the I, bay I, in Brisbane. I, I'm an absolute terrible person not knowing where Lota is. Yeah. Manly. <laughs> Winner Manly. Winner Manly. Okay. He's going for the seagull yeah. this day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to, you know, a few ring ins, but, you know, they, they, between Kieran and Beetle, they kind of know more than more about football than me and Adam anyway. So here we are. Um, we're going to start on a bit of a somber note tonight. So obviously the news dropped this morning uh, about Paul Green's passing. Unfortunately, he was found passed away at his home this morning. Um, there's no details that we are prepared to release on how it happened because you know it's all rumors and innuendo at this point the family have released a statement saying they um you know wish him but everyone would like that wish wish uh they are happy that everyone's you know sending the condolences but the wish they um everyone would you know take a step back and leave them alone in this grieving process um you know paul green's played for Parramatta sharks cowboys i uh, sorry coach the cowboys played for multiple other teams he coached Thanks the Cowboys. Cowboys as well. Yeah, there you go. And he coached the Cowboys to the 2015 Grand Final, um, where they actually won, uh, lost their first three games of the year, and he turned it around completely. Um, really bought into that team. And then, while he didn't have a successful Origin career as a coach, he done a very you know, be to be named as the Origin coach is um, pretty high honor as it was. Um, so, yeah, we're all gonna. All very surprised about the news and very sad about the news as well. Um, very yeah, thoughts go out to his family. Um, everyone knows he's a pretty big family man, so yeah, thoughts are with them at the moment. And but yeah, played seven games for state for Queensland, two for Australia during the Super League. Um, 162 first grade games, and one won one state of origin game as a. Queensland coach. In the first yeah. premiership, uh, North Queensland as well. Coach Second team. premiership, Beatle. Second premiership, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that, and, and that grand final was, you know, one of the best grand finals. I, I was actually at, Kieran and I were actually at there. Yeah, we were there. And it was one of that the best awesome. grand finals anyone's ever seen. It was so much fun to watch. Um, 
so yeah, condolences to the family and from everyone involved in the Six Again podcast, and I'm sure everyone who listens to it as well. And um, yeah, we'll just have to somehow move on in our football lives without Paul Green in it. I don't know how. Um, and then from a somber note to a bit of a, you know, what's the word, a bit of a reality check for Manny's fee now. Um, so everyone knows the story. Oh, I'll just run through it real quickly. Um, he was charged with allegedly stabbing someone. Um, I can't even remember. It was so long ago, nearly two years ago at this point. And due to COVID, it keeps getting delayed and delayed. Um, and then turns around and he's got charged with it. He's went to trial. He's actually been found guilty this afternoon. Um, again, according to the reports, we're not taking any stock in them, but according to the reports, he's facing up to 25 years in jail. On that note... Um, not playing for the Seagulls anytime soon. Well, he's not. And, you know, the Seagulls for the last two years since this happened have kept him around, um, not in the top 30 because it's too much of a risk, but they've kept it around and said, as soon as this is over, if you are acquitted, we will sign you again because he was a very pop... Um, popular player, and he's actually was a really talented hooker. Um, uh, a lot of potential. Yeah, and now, obviously, due to stand no stand down policy, he wasn't allowed to play due to the NRL. Um, now he's now he's charged, and um, that puts a positive spin on the no fault stand down policy on the NRL because you know it he was found guilty, and the NRL were justified in standing him down. What, 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 Kieran, what's your thoughts on the no fault stand down policy? You're happy it's there for this reason, or do you think he should have been playing during that period? Yeah, it's a bit hard because obviously, um, Jack DeBallon got proven not guilty and he could have been playing this whole time, yeah. Um, earning, you know, still earning a living. So, with uh, what Brett Stewart, um, uh, there are two ways it didn't work in the NRL's favor, this time it has. So it does does put a spanner in the works, I guess. But it, I don't, I don't know, think it's sort Brett of And you really get no stop, no fault stand down policy though, was he? I think he was the first one. Like I think that he was, he was the a, reason he was, he was the first. Oh, they they stood him down. No, Jack DeBellin was the first one with under the official rules, wasn't it? Mm. They yeah. came in uh, they in stood, the last three, I can't three, remember, three they, years. They definitely, yeah, they definitely stood Brett down. Yeah. And get found innocent. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a touchy sun subject, but it, if you go to like, you know, if a guy stole a car or something and he's waiting for court, like, yeah, just let him play. But if it's something like this, it's, yeah, then you're starting, then you're starting to go, well, what crimes or what? Yeah. I don't know. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Beetle? It. It's a like, like Kieran said, it's a hard one because you got Jack DeBellon who, you know, he, he was up for that, what, what he did, but he got proven innocent according to the law. But he got this guy who got proven guilty sort of thing. So I guess there has to be a, there has to be a firm line. So I, I reckon the NRL should stick behind their well, so-called employees as a business and back the players in the, in the court trial. So innocent to prove guilty, in other words. So, yeah. So, mean, so you're saying Fenau should have been playing up until today? Up until that, yeah, yeah. So, 
Which is, you know, that, that, that's a fair opinion because he, during this period, he was um, losing money. He has got a family and that, that, is, that is a completely justified argument. On the other hand, you know, we're not going to get into what the individual crimes are, but when you look at what what happened with Jack DeBellin, if he was found guilty, but he was still allowed to play for that however long, you know, the victims on with what happened to him would have had to watch this guy walk out in the field every single weekend and get televised and advertised and that kind of stuff. Um, mm. With Finau, you know, it's the same as Finau. Um, you know, it, it's a very, very hard conversation. And, like, I, I am a fan of it, but I do understand the fact the NRL has to pick a line. They maintain their brand. They got to maintain their well, image and they can't have yeah. these, you know, people, um, you know, potential criminals, etc. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Getting advertised yeah. every yeah. week saying like, we're, we're a sport of, you know, inclusiveness and we've got these um, you know, people running around that are on trial. Yeah. And look- they got to maintain the image. Yeah, and look, Bellin, for example, who who was proven not guilty, and how do you think he felt knowing he's working for this big organization that that didn't stand by him during but the trial? See, turned out to be right. See, he doesn't work for the, the organization, Ben. He works for Central. But he represents the organization. He yes, he represents. And but that's that. That's my point, though. Like either way, someone's going to be affected. And I, as as I was talking about with Adam this afternoon. Um, because he's he's a big fan of Fee now, obviously. He's been pumping him up and he said he will be back. He's pretty confident that he will get um, found not guilty, uh, which, you know, Adam, it's Adam's opinion, which is fair, fair call. Um, but Adam said, you know, the victims are the players and their families who are affected by this policy by not being able to earn any money during that time. NRL had to pick a lane. And this is the lane they, they took. Safe. They took the safe option. Yeah, and they, and they took they took the lane. They they could have been justified taking any lane, but right now here we are. Adam did come up with a pretty reasonable solution during this period. Like for example, Jack DeBellin during his no fault dance, uh, no fault stand down policy would have earned a decent amount of money. We would have been like most punters would agree that he would have played state of origin. Um, during that period because it was a year after he did debut and his thing to do that if they are found innocent the NRL promises to potentially back pay them a percentage of what they would have earned in that period um, what do you reckon about that yeah I think that's fair it would be a, obviously they wouldn't get any of their matches or anything so it'd yeah. be a portion how do you judge make state of origin sorry no, no, yeah, you wouldn't get a, you wouldn't get any you would not get any um, representative. Oh, pay look, I, I'm just throwing out that as a theory. Like Jack DeBellin, yeah, walking yeah, into have, that season, yeah. you you would have expected him to play State of Origin. But see, the thing yeah, about it, it, that that's a decent amount of coin he has lost. And imagine if it was a World Cup year, Australian gets 15, 20 grand per game. Well, I'm happy if he gets you know a portion of his salary or whatnot. Yeah, he won't get. You know, no matches, no representative stuff, because that's all speculation. So you can't guarantee that. Yeah, cool. Okay. Even, even if it's Cameron Smith or something, still can't. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So yeah, it's a, it's a hard conversation to have, but um, I think I think what it kind of comes down to that we can purely speculate on is the football perspective is 
the fact that during this no-fault stand-down policy, Manly pretty much said, I'm not going to sign another hooker until this is justified and train Lachlan Croker in, in, in hooker. And while Lachlan Croker has definitely done a serviceable job in there, um, I think Manly just lost two potential premiership years by not taking that risk. It's a bit of a... Yeah. That, 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 that's a conversation to be had as well. Yeah, it's at the risk on this young bloke. You know, obviously he instilled his innocence in that, so... Yeah, yeah. so... With their roster in, do they go out and buy a, a, a hooker now for next year or they stick with Croker year? Well, they're going to have to, but they couldn't keep four. I don't know how they're going to attract a good hooker. Yeah. Send Cherry Gold Coast. What do you reckon, Beetle? Well, they, have to, they have to buy another hooker. I reckon. They should be freeing up some cap with foreign lead, and surely. So, surely there's a young hooker out there. They'll know. There's Sony Luke from Penrith. What's Mitch Kenny doing? Well, that's another thing as well. You got Mitch Kenny and Sony Luke next year. So if Sony Luke's not happy, he come off the bench every week. I guess that's an option for him. Or I, I don't know many other hookers coming up through the grades. Yeah, I thought come Kenny was leaving. I oh, know. No, Kenny's done. Uh, no, Kenny's going to be a full time hooker. Uh, there's also coming in the last couple of days. The Broncos have told Jake Turpin. Yeah, that for a segue. Um, that he's ineligible. Oh, no, not ineligible. He will not be re-signed next year on the fact they've got Corey Pax, Billy Walters, and the young gun, Blake Moser, coming through. So do you reckon Jake Turpin could potentially jump in at Manly, or do you think that they need an attacking player? Um, I think they could I think they should probably pick him up. Lachlan Croker's not that much of an attacking player at the moment. you got... Chaz and I don't even know who they're going to put at five eight at the moment. Schuster. Hey, he Schuster can't even play. crack the bench at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know what man is doing with Schuster. Like he, sh- he should be on the bench or something. So he should be like they got Weeks is, Yeah, well they got Weeks is eighteenth man over Schuster as well. Yeah, they'll fight the five eight. So we'll... yeah, I think it's... well they definitely could do with Turpin. Yeah, well, Turpin can't hurt. Like, like I said, they haven't had a frontline hooker who's actually hooker for ever, for the last three years because of this situation, which is um, really quite interesting with, with the current situation they've got. Hi, right, Beetle. What's the Pembroke Melbourne score, mate? Not good. <laughs> what's the score? 10 0. Brandon Smith just ran 50 metres to score. I just Mate, checked it at six mil. Oh, I love. He just, I, he just I, stepped I, around. He just stepped around Charlie <laughs> Stanton like he was nothing. I, I really love your um, your analysis, eh? I really love it. Is it how, how's it was, the game, mate? Not good. It was a pretty solid game for fifteen or so minutes. It was a bit to and fro. They're working each other out, and then Melbourne <clears throat> went down the short side, and the left side. Olam uh, made a little line break. Um, put a kick in from Meany and scored. And then there's this soft defence up the middle, which is not um, not like Penrith at all. Brandon Smith just ran one out and found a hole, and then away he went, 50 metres down the field. Would Dylan Edwards have tackled him, mate? Um, Dylan Edwards probably organised the front line a bit more than Charlie Staines did to not let that happen in the first place. 
<laughs> um, okay, yeah. So there is currently a game on going right now. Um, everyone's pretty aware of that. Dylan, Dylan Edwards got a late withdrawal. Charlie Staines came into fullback. Um, not many people are a fan of Charlie Staines. Um, I thought they would have been better put in Stephen Crichton at fullback, but here we are. Yeah, I would have changed my tip. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone tipping Melbourne or Beetle, you still sticking with them going 10 0 down? Uh, I still got to stick with them. We come back well in the second half against. I Paramount. tipped him before the game, but I thought Edwards was playing. <laughs> um, the second half against Raiders, we threw him out of the park last week. So, I mean, we, we, we've played the second half the last two weeks. So, I guess there's still hope. If we keep him. <laughs> All right. And yeah, the last bit of news, um, because it only has been a couple of days and um, Ricky Stewart, while we talked about it on the weekend, uh, on Tuesday night, I'm probably going to give Beadle and Kieran a bit of time to relay their thoughts, but Ricky Stewart's been fined. Uh, one week suspension where he's not allowed to contact anyone in the Canberra organisation. So he's probably gone to Bali. 25K fine, which he has to pay. Canberra's got to stop forking out his bills. So we got a dog comment. What is your thoughts on that Beatle as a Penrith supporter? I don't have a big deal about it as a Penrith fan. I have a big deal of it as an NRL fan because... Ooh. He's on a platform. He's the head coach of a professional rugby league team and he singled out a individual player about an incident 12 years ago and about an incident that happened that night, which happens about in every tackle. In I haven't seen football. someone get kicked in the nuts recently. Not kicked in the nuts, not to that extreme, but to, to, to kick out in the, in, the, in the tackle. It happens all the time when the, the attacking player is on their back. It just it happened to be that his leg got in the tackle. The leg got caught up in um, Tom Starlin's in between his legs and he kicked out that way. It happens every time. And then Ricky Stewart brought up an incident which he apologised about, which is, you know, what, what else is he going to do? He's not going to stand, keep standing by what he said. Uh, Actually, it's Ricky Stewart. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah, he, he probably did, but on the media he didn't. So, <laughs> Kieran, you know, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Beetle. Um, calling a 12-year-old kid a weak gutted dog in a national press conference is pretty, pretty bad from a head coach. You know, he's a leader of the club and he's calling a kid a weak gutted dog and then saying he's still a weak gutted dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you you can't get personal like that in a in a thing, in a um uh, in a press conference, you know, you could have easily said, you know, don't condone his actions or whatever he did tonight, but saying he's a weak gutted dog when he was 12 <laughs> and he still is like, come on. Okay. So the 25 K and one week suspension, are we agree that's enough, not enough, or um, it's fair. I think it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Could have, well, well, would you have been happy with a lot more or? No, because it, it's sort of it. It's a first time. It's a first off incident. Like I've never seen an NRL coach blow up or not blow up, single out an NRL player like that and like that before. So I think it's a new one for the NRL, and it sort of set the. I know it's not going to happen again. I know because it's never happened before. So 
Oh shit, I'm, it's Ricky Stewart, I'm, dude. I'm, <laughs> yeah, but he's he, in all his outbursts, he's never singled out a player like that. So he's I'm getting more senile. Kieran, what do you reckon? Fair, unfair, or uh, needs more? Well, I like that the NRL have enforced that he has to pay it. <laughs> 25K is a fair whack. That's a big fine. Like a lot of the player fines are only 3K. Um, spending him for a week without any contact with the club and players, etc. I don't know. I've never really seen a coach be um, suspended before. So I'm not sure if, like, you know, you're having your coach suspended for a week, no contact, etc. might have a bigger effect on the playing group than just a single player missing a game or two. It's a, um, it's a big deal too because of the, the the predicament that Canberra are in going like they have to win like just about every game to get in the finals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, so yeah. Do you, like, do you think if it was two weeks, I wouldn't yeah, it would have been okay, one or two. Do you do you think he um you think it might benefit him in the long run? Because obviously, you know, Ricky Stewart's a very emotional bloke and he wears his heart in his sleeve. I like when me and Adam went to the Canberra game to watch him at Sunny uh, Redcliffe, mate. The steam coming out of him walking in that press conference, I, I I was afraid for everybody. Um, do do you think a week off with no contact where he just turns his phone off and I don't know goes on holidays or beats up a box a boxing bag in a dark room in his basement will afford to go on holidays now? What? <laughs> Well, I was thinking about that. You know, he has to pay the 25k. Canberra can pay for his holiday. (laughs) Going into management. (laughs) Sent into Bali for a week as a mental health. Um, write it off as a mental health um, thing of attacks. Yeah, I know. Well, I think I think the time away from the team, especially at the point of the season, like Ben was saying, they're in a, you know, they can still finish as high as fifth from where they are if everything goes their way. So it's it's there's a lot on the line for Canberra. And I think this week off is it's gotta have an effect on him, I think. Well yeah, they're two points out of the eight. They're minus thirty three. They're chasing up Roosters who are eight for hundred and seven points four. Um yeah it's just it, you know I, I wonder what happens in in the past when someone in this situation as a player, say, you know, last year with the whole Joe Tarpany situation getting dropped and then, um, you know, players getting suspended for doing stupid shit. Like, you know, what, what, what would Ricky Stewart react like if someone did in his team, like Mitch Barnett did it in the Canberra game where he got suspended for however long and got, you know, in a, in a serious game and it ruined the entire season. I'm not saying Richard had it, but I'm saying what would he do if a player had done the same stupid-handed thing and got suspended? Like, would he react negatively? Would he flog the shit out of him? Would he yell? Would, has, do you reckon can, anyone in Canberra has put, sat him down and done what he would do to a player in that situation? Or do you reckon he just kind of going, oh, right, here we go. It's Ricky, Ricky again. Here we are. Oh, no. It's happened in Canberra before. Curtis Scott, you know, he's done a few things. Um, Jordan Rapana. Yeah, it, it, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying the Canberra team have this or, or Ricky Stewart's creating this sort of culture, but it's it's not unknown down here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Beetle is in Canberra. Yeah, it's Beetle's got. Yeah, the what's it like down scoop. there? Any different? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when you watch the endurance beetle, you you do see a lot of the. I'm not, oh, this is probably what every 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 NRL team do, but you see a lot of them out out in the um, nightclubs and stuff like that. Whether they should be or not is another story, but you do see them a lot. And I, I don't know. It, it's always funny to me. Um, yes. so it, that's probably why it's 13, 13 degrees down there. All the steam's coming off his head. It's warm up Canberra. <laughs> it, it's always funny to me when people, um, in public see a player go out and on, on the drink. And they big one for me is because I'm on the Newcastle page is when Caelan Ponga got ruled out for a concussion earlier in the year. So he got called ruled category one in state of origin or whatever it was. And he got ruled out. Do you guys remember that? And a picture came up of Caden Ponger out in the piss that Friday night. And they're like, they're all blowing up about it. Why isn't he playing? And I was sitting there, I'm like, you fucking got ruled out by the NRL, not by the, not by the anything else. So why can't he go out and drink? It's a, do you ever see that, Beetle, when you go out and see him? Do you, do you see all the players, any injured players? And you sit there, you're, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, maybe. Don't was say any names, dude. No, I just remember a, a couple of people being out, and one was meant to be on a drinking ban. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It might have been DD. I don't know. I've seen a few players out after a win. Yeah. Yeah, but this so this was win, preseason, but... not preseason. This was end of season. Sorry. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well. Yeah, so true. What I'm trying to get out there is, you see him out drinking, guys, leave him alone. Or Beetle, do you has- hassle? No, I know. Yeah. What? No, no. no. I, I, you see him all being. Ha- I, I see him being hassled, and you're sort of like, well, <laughs> they're out there trying to have a drink with their mates, sort of thing. If that's the case, they're out there ha- trying to have a, a, you know, regular night in the town, sort of thing. So leave him be. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, guys, um, we're going to take a break there and then we're going to get on to the games. Um, before we go, Beetle, what is the score and are Pembroke doing any better? No, so Kikau went over, tried this allowed, he knocked the ball on. And then, um, so seven tackle set and Melbourne just went down the field and scored. Um, what's his name? The winger. David Nofaluma. He's the first try in Melbourne colours. No, he scored last week. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Six again podcast, the cutting edge. All right, guys, um, we're going to go on a bit of a break now and we will see you when we get back. Hey, guys, welcome back. So, yeah, Beetle, update. What's the score, mate? And what, what's the final score going to be? Um, it's currently 16 nil to Melbourne with just over five minutes to go. Um, I reckon it will finish up about 22-16. So we're going to have a... Um, this is actually going to be really cool because before this Penrith winning streak, Beetle was known as a very bad loser. And in the last two years, three years, Penrith haven't lost much. Um, and this is going to be a rare feat to see how Beetle's going to react to losing tonight if they lose. It's going to be good. There's a mute button and the camera's off. You won't hear a thing. <laughs> Poor Renee. Um, okay. <laughs> Obviously, the first game of the weekend is currently happening. Beatles going to give us keep giving us updates throughout the pod. Um, but when this drops, you guys are all going to know the score anyway. So here we are. 
Friday night, 6 p.m., Mount Smart Stadium, Warriors versus Bulldogs. Uh, Dijan Arcee is back for the Warriors. I don't understand why you got didn't get picked. And the weird thing of putting Wade Egan at six is gone. So we've moved to Hooker and Freddie Lussick have moved back to the bench. Um, Viliami Valia is back in the centers uh, since breaking his jaw in round 12. And UNA came back to the forwards in place of Bailey Sirenen. Uh, Josh Curran is back at lock, replacing Aaron Panay, who's out with a leg injury. Bulldogs. Tavita Pangai remains in Australia for family reasons because he's having his first child. Raymond Fatal and Mariner goes to lock. And rookie Harrison Edwards joined the interchange after serving a Bulldog as the Bulldogs replace player in the round 21. So he gets his debut. Okay, so they're in New Zealand. Bulldogs have been very strong in attack recently. The defense has been shithouse. Who's going to win this one and why? Kieran. I've got Bulldogs in this one. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, well, Warriors have just been terrible. <laughs> um, the Bulldogs are actually showing a bit of a direction that they're heading. Um, a couple more signings next year is going to get interesting, unfortunately. Um, and I don't know what Warriors are doing with Josh Curran on the bench. He's number 13 and Bunty of Fowler starting at lock. So I think it'll probably be a late switch. But if I was the Warriors, I'd be starting Josh Curran. He's definitely the best forward over the last uh, last year or two. Not just forward. Uh, he's just been their best player. Like, Yeah, yeah. He was... He's been playing awesome. I know he's coming back from injury, but he, he was there, he was there last, last week. Um, I'm not sure how many minutes he played last week, 40 or something. But and Jack Murphy is starting. He's got to be on the. He's got to be on the. Um, you put him at lock, Josh Curran, and just he's got to be there for the whole game. Yeah, yeah. yeah Matt right. Matt Burton and Josh Adekar, um, they're both playing really good, getting a good combo there in Karaz. So yeah, I think Bulldogs will be too strong for Warriors. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I've got the same opinion. Like the way they've been attacking recently has been fun. And it's just been so open and it's awesome. Um, and as I said, the defense still sucks, but Warriors attack sucks more. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the best way I can explain that one. Um, and then finally, uh, the, one of the reasons for their turnaround is they pick, you know, fanboy of uh, six again, Kyle Flanagan. And yeah. they, they, they picked and stuck with him. Like, I don't know what Trent Barrett was doing for the first half of the season, but. You pick and stick, and it's actually reaping benefits now. Well, I'm, I would love to see what Mick Potter's done differently. Like, kept the halves the same. No, I don't know, but the the just the mentality difference between one game and the next has just been yeah, it's been massive, hasn't it? Like, it's it's that it, it sounds like it, it looks like they're just like so much stress is relieved off them, and. You have to look at it because when Trent Barrett left at Manly, Manly done the same thing. They opened up too. Yeah, um, like, not a great head but, coach. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. What like is he, is he overbearing and just nitpicks little things and doesn't pick what he needs to criticize over you know criticizing over everything? I don't know. Do you reckon um, they've got a bit of um, stability now. Like he said, look, this is your position. Let's make it work instead of chopping and changing every week. Then people don't know if they're playing next week. So 
yeah. instead of doing the unselfish play, they might do the selfish so they get picked and things like that. Well, it, it, nothing more confident than a guy in a bloke going, you know what, you're going to have the seven years for the next six weeks, which is really ironic because confidence is a major factor in playing in the halves. Trent Barrett was a half. So, yeah, that's right. like, it, I think sometimes certain people need to sit back and go, would I like to be treated the way I'm treated right now? It's interesting. Beetle, what, what are your thoughts and what's the score, mate? I, I'm going with Kieran with this one, Doggies. Um, That's boring. Uh, the last six or so weeks, they've really... Um, I like the, like the way they've been attacking and I think that's partly due to what Kieran was saying with Kyle Flanagan. He's sort of taken the pressure off Matt Burton a lot. And so Matt Burton's just doing Matt Burton things. And they've got... I like their wingers too. Both their wingers are frets. So um, with the Adekar and um, who did you just mention, Kieran? Karaz. Yeah, Karaz. <laughs> that Karaz fella is, is going to be some sort of talent when he um, gets a few more games under his belt. Well, I feel like a good thing is Oakland Ball's not playing. Yeah. Which is I, positive. I don't see, I don't see him <laughs> get back in his team. Yeah, I don't see him playing NRL again. I don't see it. it's horrible. Uh, next week, uh, next game, easily, easily the best best match of the round. You got Parramatta mm. versus Rabbitohs. I'm I'm, I'm 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 so keen to see this one. Um, I'm definitely getting the baby to sleep early so I can sit down and watch it with a few beers on a Friday night. Sounds awesome to watch. Um, off. For Parramatta, offer Hickey Ogden set, set to play his first NRL game of the year during the interchange at expense of McKeezy Makatoa, um, which is like he, he he was talked about because he was one of the, the um, highlights of Bulldogs the last couple of years. And when he came to the Para, we actually rated that signing quite high because we um, he is a good player and I'm surprised he has got more game time, especially with the inconsistency at Parramatta. Mm. Um, Harme Sele returns to the hamstring injury in the front row for South Sydney, pushing Daniel Saluka for feeder to the reserves. Uh, Thomas Burgess is back, um, but will miss the game with a groin injury. And Campbell Graham still sidelined by a cheekbone injury. So, you know, you the, the cool thing about this is they're not full strength, but the people they're missing kind of evens it out too. Um which is really, really cool. I'm, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to this game. It's going to be so much fun. The Ford, the Ford battle, you know, you got Papali versus Keon Kolomatangi, Jai Arrow versus Sean Lane, Matt, Ryan Madison versus Cam Murray, two completely different players, but so strong in their effect of their team. And then you look at backline, you got Guffo versus Mitchell. That's huge. Um, you know, they're missing... Um, Mitch Moses, but Jake Arthur absolutely killed it last week. So that's good. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Marnie versus Buddy Cook. That's this could have been origin origin level this year if, they, if it worked out that way. So yeah, who who are we tipping and why in this one? It is, it's going to be a good game if we like that. Look at the matchups. It's very. I I've got the South. Yeah, so do um, I. Back in the South here, um, the Trail Mitchells just. He's playing awesome. Ever since he's come back, he's only lost in Golden Point. Um, yeah, like I said, Totola's just 
And the last month, he's been playing awesome at the front row. Totola versus Paulo. Fuck. Yeah. No, he's been playing Hands awesome. Hands are a little wet. Cameron Murray's game last week was far out. One of the best. You know, three try assists in the first 18 minutes or something. I, I was thinking about it. If someone asked me who would be the player I would, if I had open checkbook, anyone in the NRL to pick, I would pick Cam Murray first pick. He's just, he's just that player that not only can play really, really well, suit his role, but he suits the attitude you want in a team, in a club. And he just leads from the front every week. Like there was no question by any of the players that Cam Murray should be captain at South Sydney when um, yeah. Reynolds left. Is this, he's that good? No, it's just like, just like Reynolds as well. Rabdo's diehard from, yeah. I think he was getting pushed in a pram at the march that the Rabbitohs did and Fuck come up me, through he's their good ranks. Too. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't you want that as a face of you, as a face of your team? <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he's just a he's just a guy you want to cuddle. Um, Beetle, what's the go, mate? I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to say Parramatta. Mate, they've won the last two games, remember? Yeah, I know, but just the way that Parramatta played last weekend, they always get up for these big games, and this is a big game for them. They got to win this to maintain their position in the eight. And South, oh, it's, it, like you said, it's going to be a really good game because both teams are fighting for a spot in the eight. But I just think Parramatta have a have a point to prove, especially to you, Jared. Yeah, um, so they're all coming after me, aren't they? Yeah, no, but, uh, just the way they played last week, like down, they were down against Manly, and then even at halftime, they they really rallied. And um, uh, I think Jacob Arthur has really um, proved proved that he proved his worth last week. So I think they're going to go back to back this week. Yeah, cool. Back to back to back, massive game, and then turn around at three o'clock on Saturday, just a big of a game. You know, Roosters yeah. versus Cowboys. I will say that the um, the power games at Parramatta at Combank. So keep an eye on that. That, that, that kind of does lead to what Beagle was saying about Parramatta winning on that one. They're pretty good at home, especially on a Friday night big occasion. So, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with young fella on that one. Uh, but Roosters Cowboys at the SDG, another place that Roosters um, – sorry, another place that a team plays really well at. The Roosters very hard to beat at the SDG. Um, Sam Verrill's been named, but need to pass NRL HIA protocol, sorry. Egan Butcher, Butcher returns after serving a one-game ban, replacing Ben Thomas on the bench. Um, Jordan McLean is back on the Cowboys bench after getting ruled out of origin due to hamstring injury. Uh, Kyle Felt made signed with his own hamstring injury. And Ruben Cotter comes into the starting side with Jermaine Tanua Brown back on the bench. Stevie, you're going to lead this one off because you're up, mate. What's the go? And what do you reckon about this one? This is a tough one. I think I was leaning towards more roosters um, coming into this weekend, but I think after after the untimely death of um, Paul Green, I think uh, Cowboys are going to really rally. Um, and, you know, they've proven all year that they can go with the big teams. And there's no bigger team in the last decade than the roosters. Um, and they've oh, got we- a young player, Graham Mean. He's a... Little weapon, he's a try scorer too. He's back to back try scoring weekend. You say so, Griffin name or Graham name? Griffin, is it Graham? Is it Graham? Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, uh, I can't look past the Cowboys after 
after their season they had and, you know, losing their old former coach, former commission meeting coach with them. So I'm going to say Cowboys for this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Roosters. I think it's the way they've been playing the last two weeks. Um, two to three weeks have just been they're, – they're really coming into their stride. stride. What do you reckon, yeah, this is This is probably my game of the round, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a good – yeah, this is going to be a cracking game. Um, at the SCG, yeah, the Roosters are going to be very hard to beat. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. Um, just because I need a bit of point of difference to try and catch up on the tipping. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think I, it's going to be very hard to beat the Roosters, especially at the SCG. Um, Cowboys are flying. Ruben Cotter's back in good form straight away. Didn't miss a beat. Um, oh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a very close game. I think Roosters are going with these two small men on the bench again, Drew Hutchinson and, and Connor Watson. Um, so if there's any injuries to the forwards, then the bigger men are going to be playing bigger minutes. Uh, Leilua played for his best games for the Cowboys last week. So if he can keep that form, I think, yeah, it's really a flip, uh, coin toss, actually. But I'm going to go um, Cowboys. Yeah, look, um, I've, got to, I've got to ask, would you, other than it being the nostalgic SCG, would you go to watch a cricket, a rugby league game there? You reckon it'd be worth it? You, with the, the distance between the stand and the actual field? I've seen cricket there. Um, I, that was I, good. I've got to do that. That was a, yeah, just a, the one day cup final between WA and New South Wales. Um, but yeah, I don't know for league, it's not great. No. Yeah, I'll, like it's it's like watching it at the MCG. I couldn't do it. And the stadiums are like a lot of the seats are pretty flat as well, so you're not, you know, you're not elevated up. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'd go there for you know the fact that I, I can say I've been to an SCG rugby league game, but I couldn't justify, you know the experience too much wouldn't be flash um no like you look at all the matchups and roosters win pretty much nearly all of the matchups but the cowboys are just playing so well as a team as yeah, a like, team i was um it was interesting because i was watching the watching scott drinkwater play the other week and he i was rated drinkwater for years i reckon he's a great player ever since he came on board at melbourne but he just played like it was, it, what he did was he caught the ball on the outside. He stepped around another dude and then he came up one on one and he just flicked it around the corner to someone. And it was like the easiest try in the world. But that's the difference between the good teams and the bad teams. Like I couldn't imagine anyone in the Newcastle team being able to do that right now. Like it was Have just confidence to do that. Yeah. It was just, and he, and he, he looked so, he, he made it look so easy to do it. And, that's what a lot of these teams are missing. Moving on to things that a team's missing, you got you say, so Sam Sam Verrills is signed to the Titans. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, are you happy about that as a Titans fan? Yeah, we don't have a hooker. But poor Aaron <laughs> Soof, poor Bass. What is that? MCL, ACL, and PCL. He's torn. Smashed his knee. Yeah, that poor Bass. So are you are you happy with it being Verrills though? That's all right. He's a he's won a premiership. Yeah, right. Okay. And, he, and he's young, so he's coming oh, from a good system as well. I was so. thought he's, 
do you think his game style will suit your game style? Mate, any game style is better than ours at the moment, so I don't <laughs> care what he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next game you've got at um, at Tamworth, actually. They always put on a good day at Tamworth. Tigers versus Cronulla. Um, Kemba Marlowe has been sidelined. Stafford Tour shifts to the wing. James Roberts comes in at centre. Zane Musgraves as earns a start in the front row means Jerry Offerhangawi shifts from prop to lock. An impressive rookie for newer pole reverts to the interchange. Um, Lockie Mill will play on the wing in place of Connor Tracy. Though Lockie Mill is the um, Australian sevens player, absolutely killed it at fullback. Killed it on his debut at fullback. Yeah. I mean, waiting to see him get back in. I thought they might have put him instead uh, of Dykes. They got, yeah, young Dykes playing there. And then um, Matt Moylan's still out. Braden Schindel fills the 5-8 for old Dale Finucane's back from suspension. So Cam McInnes reverts to the bench. Um, yeah, so probably not, not the most exciting game this weekend. But what I'll be looking out for in this one, I, I think Sharks will win. But they need to win confidently over a Tigers team that are struggling. Like, they got beaten by Newcastle last week, for fuck's sake. So, yeah. After those two good games beforehand against the Cowboys and then beat the Broncos and then they go down to the Knights. <laughs> yeah. So you pretty much beat they, the Cowboys. Joe. They done a Parramatta. <laughs> um, yeah, what do, what, do you, what do you reckon about this one? Who's going to win? Why? Has to be Cronulla to win pretty easily. Yeah, that like I said, I think they're going to win, and they're going to win. They're going to win pretty well. Definitely boost that. They've got probably one of the easiest runs through the final, so they're definitely going to solidify their top, their place in the top four. Um, I don't see um, Tigers winning this at all, especially you know with Hastings out. You get the Alfamukan back too from suspension. Yeah. Yep. Okay, moving on. Um, I don't know why this game's the premier game on a Friday, Saturday night, but here we are. You got Broncos versus Newcastle at Suncorp. Should we probably pack out Suncorp though? Team Marie Martin uh, returns in the number one jersey um, in place of Tessie New. And Brinker Lee has been replaced by Dean Mariner. Uh, sorry, Dean Mariner has been replaced by Brinker Lee. Um, Billy Walters has been named to start a hooker with Jake Turpin on the bench. Newcastle, Adam Clune back in the seven. Jake Clifford, who played for like 10 minutes with a broken arm the other week. Uh, David Clemmer returns. Mitch Barnett was out with thumb injury, placed by Lock, or placed at Lock by Matt Croker. Um, yeah, so that's that game. I'm picking Knights because I have to, but switches is. <laughs> Who do you like, think's going to win? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, they're both shit. Um, and, you know, it, it, I think, I guess it comes down to what was the Broncos? Broncos got pretty handily beaten last week, didn't they? Um, yeah. 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 But the week before, they got Roosters absolutely coming in their straps. And the week before, they actually got dominated by Tigers. Like, 
Their they, confidence is low, but they need they need to win it to stay in the eight. So I think that'd be too much, especially against this Newcastle team. But yeah, look, they can um, easily drop out of the top eight after this weekend. If they lose, after being yeah. in the top four, yeah, after well, being in the top four, that's definitely a lot of motivation. It's actually interesting because famously Broncos really stuttered during the Origin period, but come good either side of it. Um, this kind of opposite. They they thrive during Origin. And then, yeah, because they first the Titans. <laughs> Mate, there was like six games during Origin, but that one game you're focusing on. Um, and then, yeah, they're kind of really struggling now. And Reynolds has just got a like, at the start of the year they struggled, and Reynolds pulled him out of it. He has to do it again. Like, there's no one, no one else in this team I can see that's going to be able to um, pull him out of this. And Anthony Milford returns to Suncorp Stadium this weekend. I, I I also think David Clem is going to have a massive game too, massive. Um, but you guys are both picking Broncos. Yeah, feel sorry for the trainer trying to get him off. Fucking <laughs> logically Broncos. Would you be surprised yeah, though? Would anyone be surprised if they just played? I'm not saying Newcastle are going to play well, win it, but Broncos is going to play bad and lose it. Yes, given their last two years. Would be, wouldn't be very surprised, but they, they've got too much to play for. Yeah. Okay, next game, uh, Canberra are playing at Canberra. Beetle, are you going to this? No, it's too, it's too cold. <laughs> you <laughs> old. Too cold. You're so you old. You just go to the games at the start of the year. No, I went to the, the Penrith game last weekend, and oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was like raining sidewards, that, that, that crap spit rain, and then... It was just, yeah, not, not pleasant. It was good to see half the stadium lose. I leave the stadium, though. That was funny. <laughs> well, you, yeah, right. Um, okay, so Raiders, obviously, they've lost their coach for suspension, but Joe Tarpany is out with rib injury. I think that's the bigger loss than Ricky Stewart. For me, he's been the form front row the whole year. But no slouch and Emre Gula coming in to replace him. And Corey Hall's rejoining interchange. Uh, Xavier Savage is back at fullback, which means Albert Hopwater, who played there last week, shifts to the wing in place of suspended Nick Kotrick. Tarek Sims is obviously out with Josh McGuire moving to the starting side and Tyrell Fui Myono joins the bench for his first game since round 12. Why is Fui Myono not getting the run? I'd love to speak to Wall about that because if he came to Newcastle, I'd be so happy. Fui um, Myono. Yeah, I just don't understand why he doesn't get a run. He's a grub. I wouldn't want him at my club. Mate. I've never liked him. Mainly because really? of his haircut. Don't you have Sam McIntyre? <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> I am serious. I wouldn't want him. It's because of his haircut. I don't want him. Um, <laughs> Michael Molo has proposed to start inside with brother Francis Molo dropping out. Cody Ramsey is listed among the reserves. He looks to return from a knee injury. Okay, so Sunday's not shaping up to be as exciting as the rest of the weekend. I am going, oh, I don't know who. Uh, like Canberra are known for coming out of the blocks up and something bad happens and just destroying teams. But, like, yeah, uh-huh. I. I I don't know. I kind of. I'm, well, I'm, 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 go- I'm. They're going to be a lot better than last week because I don't have Rappiner at fullback. <laughs> uh, you know, well, when Rappiner's at fullback, you know he's never going to pass. 
um, he can't defend and yeah so they got at least you know Savage still got a lot to work on as well but he's definitely still an upgrade for Rapper at fullback um, yeah I can see either side winning this but um, Raiders have got a pretty good run home in the finals and they can easily make the eight so I that's definitely what they'll be talking about all week. So, I'm, I'm going Raiders for one fact, is that playing in Canberra. That's the only reason. I'm actually going Dragons for this one. Like, watching the game live, the, the effort and defence in particular, Raiders was was not up to anyone yeah, else. Sure. It was pretty pathetic, to be honest. So, well, you Dragons both, both keep kicking in the nuts, mate. Hey? You guys keep kicking people in the nuts. How are you supposed to defend with that? Oh, Kotrick takes people's heads off too. You're going to mention that? <laughs> Fish did yeah, as well. Point. <laughs> it's a bit of a dive from Starling too. but um. <laughs> Steven Spielberg rung him up last weekend. Oh, Beetle. You know he has a prolapsed testicle, right? Starling or Angus? Yeah, Starling. He's got a stunted right now. He's already stunted like his height. Oh, Jesus. Kieran, that's rough. For someone who's not overly tall, that is rough. Wait, how tall are you? Meter 74. <laughs> Here we go. Hold up. Hold up. He was, one, he was 176 until his hair uh, disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's only 172. You got two centimeters on yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can I can do the short jokes. Fucking midget. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next game. Kieran, are you going to this? Speaking of midgets. Um, no, I'm Kieran first actually, manly at Seabus. It's down the road from Winham, isn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm gonna come down actually and watch him yeah. lose life. <laughs> um, Aaron Clark returns to hookup season and injury to Aaron Booth and Isaac Liu, Liu moves to lock Tanner Boyd remains at halfback um, Toby Sexton re- named in reserves Patrick Herbert returns for injury in the wings so Greg Marju goes on to the bench are you happy about that? Greg Marju no. coming on as a forward considering he was a substandard winger He's good in attack in, as a winger. He's terrible in defence. Um, <laughs> so they're going to put a, him in the middle, you reckon? He's got a lot of potential. Um, I don't know what he's going to do coming on the interchange. I have absolutely no idea. I'd, I'd be bringing, uh, be starting Sexton, putting Tanner Boyd to lock, um, to hooker and starting Aaron Clark at lock. He's been playing great at lock. Um, See. The, the thing about it is, are they trying to make him like the new CS off Talakai? Because, you know, you've got someone like Paul Turner on the bench who can play in the forwards and the backs. Or if you're going for a bullocking forward, you've got oh, Jared Wallace, not so much bullocking, but he's more, you know. No. No, they, uh, I think we've missed him in the last few weeks. We need a little bit more grunt. Yeah. And he has yeah. he has a he has a crack every time, but um, yeah, uh, Aaron Clark's definitely better at definitely been playing better at lock. Yeah, well, so I'm not sure here. what Greg's going to do off the bench. That's just 
it's a bit it's a bit of a weird one picking a winger on the bench. Yeah, that's true. It's like um, picking Stephen Crichton on the bench. Beetle. We did that against Melbourne last uh, a couple of years ago. And we won. So talking about yeah. Origin, mate. What, what what's your thought on this very exciting game? Uh, man, manly to win pretty easily. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, the only good thing I can say about Titans is both thermal. Uh, he's, he's one of the most underrated players in the NRL, in my opinion. But I, I think Manly just like like we've been saying all pod, like we've been saying all podcast. The finals is just around the corner. Man, Titans don't have anything to play for besides not getting the wooden spoon. And Manly are fighting for uh, a top four spot, or, or no, not a top four spot, top eight spot. So uh, Manly would be too good in this one. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the fact Ruben Garrick wins anywhere. But um yeah, so that comes to the end of the round. I've got Manly winning. You got man oh I'll put you down as top Titans, mate. I got I got Manly as winning, but I really hope the Titans do. Try and get <laughs> try and get away from that wooden spoon. <laughs> oh no. Tino, yeah, like he said, like both thermal. He's been playing good. Tino's just absolutely killing it. If if anyone, if everyone played like Tino, we'd probably be in the finals. He's he's playing that well. He's just he he deserves a better team to go with him. Yeah, are you, are you still happy with Fafita? No, then I don't know. It does come down to the halves as well. They need to give him quality ball, but he also needs to start running, you know, some good lines like. Second rowers need to do like both Fuimor is doing. Even Andrew Davies hitting better lines than him. He sort of stands back and tries to push people over like it's under eights. But you're in the NRL now. You, you can't just do that every run. Yeah, um, I, I think he needs to go to Redcliffe. I reckon do better there. Um, or put him at prop. <laughs> he, he doesn't have to just work get, work great, right, mate. Get him, just get him running hard. Yeah. Hey right, guys, that's the end of the pod tonight. Um, thank you for Beetle and Kieran for coming on. Beetle, what's the score? What's happening in the Pembroke game right now? Uh, still 16 uh, nil to Melbourne with five minutes into the first half. The second half, sorry. Who's winning? Who, sorry, not who's winning. Who's on top in the first in this point in time? I, I'd say Pembroke, but Pembroke were in the first half as well around this point. So, and Melbourne ran out with three tries in. So. <laughs> guys thank you for coming on um don't forget to jump on the tipping sponsored by hot nation um and we will see you back whatever whenever we find time to get together but yeah thanks guys we'll see you later see you guys see you later thank you for tuning in to six again Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.